0: Who ripped an agar? He who smelt it, dealt it. Yeah? Well, he who denied it, supplied it. Well, he who articulated it, articulated it. Well, he who refuted it, tooted it. Stalemate. Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the movie reboots of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Bender's Game Part 2. I have a question for you, Ben. Okay. Let's say
1: you need to find a thing.
0: You need to find a thing. I mean, you just, yes. Yes. You said let's say that, so I said it.
1: Oh, oh I, see. I, I, I oh, see. Oh,
0: okay. Wait, okay. Let's start over. C- consider the following. I need to find a thing.
1: Ben, ben, you need to find a thing. I sure do. What would be the least useful way of like, having it do a thing to notify you where it is? I would say
0: emailing. Okay, with a dis- detailed description of where it is. To my ex girlfriend, okay, whom I will probably never speak to again. That will be uh. That would not be useful at
1: all. That's that's fair. How useful would smell be if it emitted a a very
0: awful smell? I mean, more useful than that. More more useful, more useful th- than the emailing an ex girlfriend thing. Here's an alternate thought: Are there things that are more useful than emitting a a, a smell? Um emitting a smell in my ex-girlfriend's apartment.
1: Now, that doesn't necessarily help you find it.
0: <laughs> that
1: just annoys your ex-girlfriend. It
0: doesn't. You didn't say in what way it was helpful.
1: Okay. Well, but I did. The the, the topic <laughs> statement was, Ben, you need to find a thing.
0: Okay. Wait. So. Okay, so what would be more? <laughs> I need a, a useful way for something. to
1: Be found. To
0: be found by me. By you. Ideally by you. Hopefully not by any owl exterminators. I'm going to say it takes a selfie of itself. Okay. And then says, yo, I'm hiding under the couch. And then I can very clearly see in the picture that it is in fact hiding under the couch. Okay. And then it says, uh, hashtag selfie, hashtag. I'm lost. Hashtag fine mesh screen. Okay, great. Uh, where does it post this to? Uh, tweets at back to Futurama
1: (laughs) oh that's very specific to us
0: also I get to know about it now it's true yep so there we go that would be
1: pretty useful if
0: you are a thing that I have lost please tweet at back to Futurama so I can find you thank you I appreciate it excellent that's yep that's what you were going for right
1: no, I mean, I don't know where I was going with it. You you've you've been you've been uh, an accessory to these
0: opening bits for a long time.
1: You know I don't have a plan.
0: No, it's true. You really do not. I mean, that's what improv is, right? Yeah. Go- really. Nobody nobody sets out to be like, let's do a scene at a library because I would like to do a scene in which I find a book that is actually pictures of hot dogs. Ooh, I actually want that book though. I l- I If you're a picture of book, if you're
1: (laughs) if you're a picture of books, if
0: you're a book of pictures of hot dogs, please tweet at Back to Futurama with your location.
1: And just, I mean, if you just send me an
0: Amazon link, I'll go buy it. It's fine. (laughs) That sounds awesome. This is probably our worst opening bit we've ever done.
1: I mean, maybe we've had some really rough ones in the past.
0: (laughs) I definitely said pictures of hot dogs. Books should tweet at us how is this not our worst <laughs> opening bit you have ever done i mean you may you're you're mounting a good counter argument i believe um probably podcast ti- episode futurama time
1: yes podcast
0: episode futurama time
1: wait why didn't we use that name
0: po- yeah podcast futurama i already forgot it <laughs>
1: podcast episode futurama time
0: Tweet at podcast episode Futurama time. Or peft. No, I apologize. <laughs> I'm a little out of it. It's, it's, been so very, it's been very hot. It's so hot. And my new apartment has an air conditioner in it, but only in the living room. And we're keeping the cats out of the bedroom, <laughs> so that door stays closed. So it was like nice and chilly out in the living room and like 90 degrees in the bedroom. Oof. So, we slept out on an air mattress in the living room last night. For the good, good, chilly sleep. And it wasn't 90 degrees, but I definitely... Good. I I definitely feel like I slept on an air mattress the last two nights. Well,
1: good thing that today is the last day of the heat wave until next week.
0: Good thing that it's time for podcast episode Futurama time. (laughs) Oh, boy. I I walked... We, We... we start at Hall in- HAL in- We start at Hall Institute.
1: We sure do, Ben.
0: The Hal Institute for criminally in- criminally insane robots. I can. Uh, at- t- I <laughs> promise. I am not drunk. <laughs> um. At, uh, this is after Roberto gives us the previously on by stabbing the camera. It's what he does. Yes, he does. He's, uh, if there's a thing that exists, he can stab it.
1: He does. He. It's not that just that he can. It's that he
0: will. He will stab it. Stabbing it is on his to do list. Mm-hmm. To stab list. <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> Doctor Perceptron meets with Bender. Um, uh, Doctor Perceptron asks if he if Bender is having trouble separating fantasy from reality, and Bender is like, "Who told you? The bugbear outside." So long story short, yes. Yeah. Still having problems separating. Eh, just a little bit. Yeah. Dr. Perceptron uh, uh, diagnoses him, or not diagnoses him, but gives him therapy, which is just a big wooden mallet that comes from the ceiling and smacks him in the head
0: a bunch. Definitely how therapy works. It's true. I would imagine. It's definitely true. I've, uh, I've uh, definitely, uh, yeah. It, it's fixed my brain or broken it. I don't know. Either one. Eh, either way's good. Yeah. So uh, back at Planet Express... Leela is still wearing this shock collar from last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is still shocking her every time she gets angry, but she seems to be a little less irritated every time it happens. Yeah, it's she's uh, acclimating to it, and she's getting upset because Zoidberg <laughs> tries to eat salt out of a salt shaker and like, then like coughs it up and like sneezes all over. Yeah, there's a lot of her. Gross, there's a lot of body yeah bodily fluids. Functions. It's here rough. going on. Leela gets understandably upset. And so it shocks her. And that causes her to be like, hey, can you take this stupid thing off of me? They,
1: they ask her if she's still angry. And she says no. And it buzzes her. And Hermie's like, it also buzzes you when you're lying.
0: And then they're watching Morbo and Linda, where we find out that fuel prices are at an all time high due to a dark matter shortage. Uh, Morbo has mom in a sit down. Is a segment called Tea with Titans. I mean, it's 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 the whole opening montage is just Morbo sitting down with very rich people. I believe Billionaire Bot is there, Nixon's there. Um, Oh, I don't remember the other person. There's a lot of rich people. A lot of rich people. I would kind of like to see the interview with Billionaire Bot.
1: I I want to see more of Billionaire Bot, to be honest. I I need an entire
0: movie about Billionaire Bot. Billionaire Bot's big score. It's true. I want to see what his score is. Over 9,000. It's a good score. Yeah. It's not.
1: I think it might be the high score. I'm not sure about that. So. Anyway. (laughs) Anywho. uh, Mom in the interview uh, says that dark matter is so rare, but she'll keep getting it from the earth's bowels um, from the only dark matter mine in existence, even if she loses money. Morbo calls her on that. Says, Good for Morbo. Yeah, yeah. He's he's holding the the he's he's doing the the real journalism here. Um he asks if the if he if she's losing money, why were there record profits last quarter? Mom immediately deflects.
0: With cookies. Well, Morbo shouldn't. It'll go right to his forehead. I'm just gonna say if you ever need to deflect with me, cookies are probably go? the answer.
1: I would say an answer. Because sometimes a nice cool beer okay, make it, it hits the spot and I will be like, okay, questioning over. I will enjoy this beer now.
0: Uh basically food, food. It ma- doesn't I guess it doesn't have to be cookies, but food is definitely that's mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> Now you know this discussion makes me really angry about last week now because I definitely lost that bet last week, but I would have won it this week. <laughs>
0: i've probably said food so many times already see yeah exactly because i can just talk about food ad nauseum yeah. unlike last week where i couldn't say food very disappointed should be should have gone on the over under with nickelodeon tv shows see i didn't even know
1: that was where we're gonna go with it i thought it was all food it was food o'clock but it was not today's food o'clock but i guess
0: it's it- food o'clock somewhere <laughs> Wasting away in Searching That's Searching for my lost shaker of salt with well, a little bit of salt left in it. And then I'm going to eat it and sneeze it on Leela. <laughs> it all comes back around. We're not doing too good this episode. Jimmy Zoidberg.
1: How far have we gotten in this episode? About four seconds?
0: Uh, something like that. Yeah, my next note is mom definitely has a monopoly. Oh, of course. Um, the professor also throws his slipper at the television. He is strangely, specifically mad at the Dark Matter conundrum. Yeah, Lila asks why he's so mad over this. Specifically why he's so hot and dusty over it. Don't like that description. (laughs) It cuts to the Mombeal Mines, where uh, there is a... Again, I forget the name of the 20-sided die shape. Mm -hmm. But it's that shape. It's a little red... Stone of some sort crystal maybe yeah and uh it's sort of hovering there in some sort of contraption Mm -hmm. and uh, meanwhile her sons are literally shoveling uh bags of money into a vault
1: uh when, when mom comes in and
0: reveals that she hated the interview
1: and uses her thigh blaster to relieve some of the interview stress
0: just blasting those thighs mom tends to be really upset she, I think this is like the most upset we have ever seen her up to this point. I mean, it was a pretty disastrous interview. She is a powder keg about to explode. <laughs> she needs a thigh master to lighten the load. So, um, but no, <sighs> she. I mean, I just, I like, I literally have a note where I'm just like, this, she's angrier <laughs> than she's angrier than usual. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she's very angry. Ignor asks, uh, is it because of the shortage? And mom says, there is no shortage.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is a sham. Fabrication. And that explains why they are making just money hand over fist. Exactly. And meanwhile, the professor back at Planet Express he is, he is literally just like, oh, I bet you'd like to know about this dark matter shortage and just like mumbling to himself. And about how mad I am about it. And he's working on like something in his lab or yeah. something. And the entire Planet Express crew is behind him. And they're like, yeah, actually we would.
1: And he turns around and is like, oh, I didn't think anybody would care. It's very wonderful. I, I love the like the bait and switch there. It's very funny.
0: So he starts up on a tale about... Thirty odd years ago he was working at mom's (laughs) lab for the third time after previously finding out how evil she was and promised to never work for her again. I just love
1: that. It's it's like he forgets every time. I mean,
0: but he can at least cop up to it. Like That's true. That's a good point. He's like, oh no, like this was the third the previous two times. Yeah, I found out how awful and and evil she was, and then I went back. But this, this time yeah, this is the third time. And then there's a he's working on some sort of big molecule yeah. something. And then it parodies the scene from Ghost.
1: <laughs> it's very good
0: where she's on the pottery wheel which um I got to say I've taken uh pottery classes. Ooh. No, there's no ghosts that oh. come up behind you and like That's disappointing. Help you out or help in quotes sure there's nothing as someone who has made pottery there is nothing romantic about that scene that scene that that pot gets totally destroyed so <laughs> why would you do that I, I i
1: there's nothing romantic about the scene because the pot gets destroyed the
0: ghost of your dead boyfriend or husband or whoever he was I don't, we don't remember i don't ghost. remember ghost, but the point is. <laughs> The ghost of your dead lover comes up behind you and starts like touching your hands while you're trying to throw a pot. Like, what the hell, man? Like, I, I you just ruined my life's work. That I suppose is fair. How, I'm supposed to make out with your ghost now. Like, what the hell? I mean, you know, you're not wrong. I,
1: you know, I was about to give you some guff about this, but you know, I think you're. I'm. You've brought me to your side on this.
0: I mean, you want romance do something non-destructive like i'm sitting there playing mario kart and then the second controller lifts lifts up oh and then you choose the character that you always chose in life so i know it's you and then we play mario kart and then we have some fun (laughs) for
1: a moment there i thought you were going to start describing you're playing mario kart and then your ghost lover comes from behind (laughs) and like comes (laughs) and also presses the button because
0: that's gonna screw me up and i'm gonna lose the race and that's not romantic (laughs) (laughs) but it is a funnier visual to me to that same like, oh yeah. my lo- oh that was way the wrong key. <laughs> <clears throat> my darling and it's just like vroom vroom and then like ah, oh, blue shell, damn it. Like Thanks, Jeremy <laughs> Your Lover Jeremy. It's just everyone's not- lover Jeremy, really. It's just not romantic. Is all I'm saying.
1: I, uh, I, I disagree. I think uh, when, when, when... Oh, I'm, hey, I'm
0: writing my novel, and all of a sudden, all that's being typed out on the keyboard is butts over and over and over again. Thanks, Jeremy. I didn't need your help.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to tell you, tell,
0: send you a message. I know I've got a good butt, but and seriously. And the message is about butts. I'm writing my novel here, and you're ruining it. Maybe he wants there to be a character in your novel that is very interested in butts. Well, he should have told me that when he was alive. Well, he can't
1: now because he's dead. So, so J- Jeremy is using the only thing he can, which is cu- cupping you very, very tenderly <laughs> and using your fingers to type butts. That's
0: all he's got. It's not romantic. So anyways, he is working at mom's for the third time. It does the ghost parody, which we will not get on a tangent about again. I
1: will say that everybody hates the idea of them being romantic, except for Zoidberg, who
0: literally says it's arousing to him. And then his little head fin goes up to just to prove a point about how oh, yeah. how aroused he is. He's very, uh, very aroused, that Zoidberg. And so we find out that 30 odd years ago, dark matter was this, just this inert substance. It had no special properties. Mm-hmm. The professor put it in a, a uh, particle accelerator, yep. trying to find, what was it? A, a, a more durable harpsichord wax. Which is something we all need. Oh, of course. I mean, the, the big problems in the world. Because I'm playing the harpsichord. All the then, time. And then and Jeremy the goes to my, my <laughs> dead lover, Jeremy, comes in and starts playing it. And I'm like, no, you're ruining the finish, Jeremy. Jeremy,
1: think of the wax.
0: I need a better harpsichord wax. And the professor was working on this. You need
1: this. a, a ghost-resistant harpsichord ghost wax. Ghost-resistant
0: harpsichord r- wax. And the professor was working on this. But then as as Deepak Chopra taught us, quantum physics means anything can happen for any time for no reason. <laughs> which is a great little dig on Deepak Chopra. Um, that I feel like, you know, it was... A, it was if, Feels like it's been a while since we've got a really, truly nerdy Futurama yeah. reference in here. Um, so let's, let's start talking, you know, quackery and quantum mechanics. <laughs> um, the, uh, with the two people most qualified to do so, Ben and Mike. And maybe Jeremy if he's <laughs> in the room.
1: Hey, it's me, Jeremy. I We're heard, doing a podcast. But no, but I want to help. Uh, he, oh, I'm sorry. I was being spoken through. Uh, Jeremy was speaking through me. Not romantic,
0: Jeremy. The I'm prof- not Jeremy. The I'm professor, Mike. You know me. I'm Mike. The professor.
1: Jeremy says it's romantic.
0: The professor. This, this is. It's nothing. It's done. Audio poison. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. The professor smashed together dark matter, and it turned into a, a 20-sided... Shape. Mm-hmm. The name of the shape, I keep forgetting to figure out what mm-hmm. it is. He calls it a meta particle. And in one instance, it turned all dark matter everywhere into a new crystalline form, making it the most powerful fuel since cavemen lit mammoth farts on fire. That seems pretty potent. Extremely potent. Mm hmm. Um, when the professor told mom,
1: she just kind of took the idea and uh, and got back together with her ex husband.
0: Wernstrom. Yep, I don't really have anything to add to that. Okay, it's not riffing on the movie Ghost, and that's my new everything. oh
1: yeah. The, welcome to the riffing on Ghost cast. I really love that. After listening to this entire story, everyone's like, "We'll we'll help you get back at mom." We're always
0: thinking about how to get back at a bad boss. Like literally everybody. Amy even invented
1: blinding, yeah,
0: blinding powder, yeah.
1: <laughs> which, which I
0: mean, terrifying. Oh yeah, like where was the t- who te- who tested it? I don't know. You'd have to talk to Amy about that. True. Maybe it was Jeremy. Maybe that's how Jeremy died. <laughs> Maybe he died in a terrible blinding powder explosion. Exactly. That explains everything. Everything everything. <laughs> but the professor points out that uh in in that instance that the energy crystal was created, an opposite crystal was created, and if the two ever meet, it will render all dark matter inert. And uh they he calls it the anti-backwards crystal. And Hermes rightfully points out, "But if you do that, we will have no fuel." Yep. Fuel, you
1: know, fuel fuel What are you going to do?
0: Oh, the professor's like, well, but once the fuel is gone, scientists will finally have the reason to invent a cleaner burning fuel. I feel like that's not the right direction, but okay. You know, that solves everything with modern life. Just take away all gasoline Mm -hmm. and then we will just figure out how to survive in a modern environment without gasoline.
1: Yeah, that'll that'll, work out. It'll work out perfectly. The one problem with the anti backwards crystal, though, is that the professor has lost it. Yep, uh, he can't remember where it is, and he worries it's lost forever. Meanwhile, the camera cuts directly to the twelve sided die we saw earlier at the beginning of the first episode the that the boys are playing D anD D with, very heavily implying that that is the anti backwards crystal. Yeah, it totally is. It
0: totally is. I mean, it's a you know a trope. But ooh, spooky. Oh, well done. Back at the Hal Institute. It's group hammer therapy time. Uh since individual therapy has not seemed to be doing anything. <laughs> it's there's a lot of funny things happening. There's here. a lot going on here. Um
1: it there is a teapot robot that is shattered, and <laughs> Rosie from the Jetsons cleans it up. And while she describes why she killed Astro and Elroy because they were too dirty.
0: Uh huh. I would like to read that spec script for the Jetsons reboot. The gritty gr- Jetsons reboot? It's the only gritty reboot I've ever really wanted.
1: <laughs> In a future that seemed too perfect, there was one robot that took it too far the Jetsons 2020 okay yep see i want to see that actually now I now that i've created that i do want to see it as well oh yeah um and you can just we we just want a small check uh uh movie studios for that and then we can uh mm-hmm. yeah we
0: could get maybe jj J. abrams on oh, that yes um oh, J is a good choice mm-hmm. i think um um let's see
1: no i i don't th- i can't think of anybody else
0: I literally can't I don't I know like three directors Mm -hmm. and um, we can't
1: say Ryan Johnson because he's stuck on Star Wars for a long time
0: and uh, I only know Steven Spielberg and um, doesn't quite fit uh, um, I literally forgot the other guy's name the other the one other director I know oh well too bad ooh 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 here's a thought M. Night Shyamalan Uh, he's busy doing the gritty she's all that reboot (laughs)
1: dang it (laughs) See, we've already gotten him doing a gritty reboot. It's true. Gritty reboots are still in. We're just we are just giving out the gritty reboots to everyone here. The, we are the tastemakers of gritty reboots that nobody wants to see except for Ben.
0: And me and Mike. Uh where was I? Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on. The the Mad Hatter robot is back. Mm-hmm. Robert, Roberto is back. Yep. And uh they do a, a, like, change places, mm-hmm. and then uh, while Dr. Perceptron is trying to calm Bender down with a hammer, he manages to hit a button, causing a hammer to hit himself in the head because he forgot that they changed places. It's true. Um, he, and he turns out it was in Bender's seat.
1: Uh, Roberto also describes how he was born. He was designed by a team of
0: engineers trying to build an insane robot. Roberto suggests that they failed. I disagree. I mean somewhere somebody was working on an insane robot and then Jeremy showed up. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, here, oh, I'll see, help you. I'll help you with I, that."
1: I see you're soldiering. Let me let me I'm going to cup you. Uh-huh.
0: I don't think that's the right term, but I'm going to stick with it. Got, I I Okay, yeah, you want to talk terrible things for a ghost to come and do to, and like hold your <laughs> hand during soldering sounds like the worst thing. Yes because it's a it's a iron at like eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit, yes however I have an op- i have a, an alternate okay open heart surgery it's worse
1: for the person being operated upon, and then also you because then you're sued for malpractice, you don't have any money, you go to the poorhouse it's it's a bad situation all around thanks jeremy thanks jeremy hashtag thanks Jeremy <laughs>
0: So, Hashtag find mesh screen. Hashtag find mesh screen. So, um, meanwhile, Bender still thinks he he is Titanius Engelsmith, fancy man of cornwood. Mm -hmm. And so nothing seems to be working. It's true. At Planet Express, the professor has invented a
1: means of locating the missing crystal, emitting a powerful stink. And now you can see
0: where it ties in to the opening bit. I mean, I guess. So, but yeah, I mean this this feels like maybe not the best plot because I, I man like something stinks and then I'm just like where is that coming from? It's not exactly a you know, you might be able to to target in on like a specific room. Sure, but he does have what, what seems to be like a nose telescope,
1: a, like a smell a smell locator device he
0: puts in his nose to help him smell. What is the professor's obsession with smelling things? It's, he built a smelloscope? Yep. He invents locators to find things by smell, mm-hmm. and then a companion device to aid him in targeting things by smell let me let me posit you this the market is cornered on all
1: other senses but smell that's where the professor can make money
0: okay so you've got telescopes Mm you've got eyeglasses yep you've got hearing aids yep you've got uh headphones sure um you've got all sorts of spices sure got um, microphones mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm but what do you have for your nose nothing see okay he's he's a smart investor inventor inventor and he probably invests in in as well you've you've turned me around on this i am i'm totally fine with the professor's plan on making things smell (laughs) (laughs) oh wait perfume perfume is a thing that's true
1: and he's also making that for dogs
0: right but there's also there's scented
1: candles those exist that is also true but it doesn't help magnify the nose. Hmm,
0: it's a nose okay. magnifier. That's true. Okay. Yeah, we don't have any sort of magnification devices exactly. for smell. Okay.
1: But it's basically, from what I understand, it seems a very s- a small version of the SmellScope anyway. Because that's what the SmellScope does. You can just go get it from untold pads away. At least out, out as far as your rectum. It's true. That it, That is actually true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about how far that is. You can get some good smells off that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although scientists have pointed out that uh, Uranus probably smells like farts because of all the methane. Mm-hmm. Well, some dogs disagree with that. <laughs> so, you know, way to just lean into that butt humor, Uranus. <laughs> you, you nailed it. It's very good. So uh, anyways, the professor... Uh, starts looking for it. Meanwhile, back at Mom's, well, mind, uh dark matter mine.
1: I, I do, I do want to point out because they are playing with it and at D anD D that it starts emitting the stink, and this causes an argument between Cubert and Dwight on who dealt it. Yes, that is correct. And they stalemate on it because they can't figure out who did it.
0: I mean, their their schoolyard rhymes about uh, who dealt it mm-hmm. kind of do hit a stalemate. I mean. They each respond in turn, and then, you know, they kind of run out. So, you know, you can't win that. It's true. So now mom. So, yes, now back at mom's uh, dark matter mine. She is also looking for this anti-backward energy, whatever the hell it's called. (laughs) The the anti-McGuffin. The anti MacGuffin. It's true. You don't, you see a lot of MacGuffins. You don't see a lot of anti macguffin The
1: MacGuffin only to shut down the other MacGuffin.
0: Exactly. It's like in Pulp Fiction, if there was another briefcase that when you opened it, it ate other briefcases. Mm hmm. Isn't that just a mimic? So that, yeah, huh. So that then that <laughs> way, Marcellus Wallace can't get his shiny briefcase full of gold or whatever is in it. hmm. Because he opened up this other briefcase and, it and then him. it ate. It ate the briefcase. Oh,
1: it ate the briefcase, not him.
0: No, it only eats other briefcases. Oh, it's see. an anti-macguffin macguffin. So it
1: is only it's it's a cannibal uh, briefcase, but mm-hmm. will is not like an omnivore c- cannibal. It will only it go only after- eats
0: other briefcases. Okay, that are important to the plot.
1: Oh, okay. So just uh, if I was walking down the street and I'm like, I got to go to my high powered business job, and it came up and was like, it would be like. It would sniff my briefcase and just keep on going.
0: Now, how important is that to your specific plot, though? I mean, it's... Is I, it just like you've got a sandwich in there, or is it like...
1: I i would suggest that that sandwich is very important to my plot.
0: Or is it like you've got a life-changing PowerPoint presentation in there with charts and graphs, and it's all about how you should get a raise and also ways to uh, improve company profits 48% and also uh, solves world hunger. I mean, in this,
1: this created universe that, that we've described where I own a briefcase and take it to work. Sure. It's, it's very important to my plot because it has both of those things in there. Cause again, the sandwich is very important to me.
0: Okay. Now what if I told you that the PowerPoint presentation got screwed up because while you were saving it, Jeremy pulled out the thumb drive Jeremy. Too early without properly ejecting it. <sighs> this is going to be a conversation <laughs> later.
1: <laughs> he, it's n- not romantic. I mean, that isn't. That's a very bad choice. <laughs> we'll just have to talk
0: about it. when We're playing Mario Kart later. Who do you think Jeremy plays in Mario Kart? Dry Bowser. Oh, makes sense. Bones. Mm-hmm. Bones, yeah. Bad. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) I like how we just like, yep, that's yep, that sounds good. Mom is trying to get the Mm anti-crystal,
1: and it picks her tracker picks it up immediately.
0: All it had to do was smell
1: a little bit, apparently. So maybe, maybe, maybe Professor made some smelling stuff at Mom's, and Mom repurposed it.
0: And so she tracks down that, of course, it was Farnsworth who had this the whole time, of course. And so. Uh, and so she sends her three sons to go masquerade as uh, exterminators mm-hmm. to find where it is and retrieve it.
1: And boy howdy, if you've ever wanted to see three three sons be the three stooges while trying to find a crystal uh, while posing as owl exterminators,
0: boy howdy. Have I got the episode of Futurama for you? It's the second part of a four part. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they do... Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, faithful Three Stooges yeah. sort of bit, though. It's I good. mean, you know, accidentally hitting each other with ladders and mm-hmm. and slapping each other, and
1: it's quite nice. It's quite good.
0: I mean, if if the Three Stooges is your kind of humor, then uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. it is not Leela or Amy's style of humor. Oh no, not even the, in the slightest.
1: But the they do find the crystal, and they say, "Oh, th- you don't want to play with this. This is an an owl egg." Yeah. It's awfully tiny for an owl egg. Well, because the owl larva comes out of it. Oh, okay. That makes... Because that's how owls work in So the, much
0: more sense. In Walt's mind.
1: Um, it turns out that Hubert found this crystal in the downstairs walrus tank, and Dwight wrote numbers on it to use as a D12 because he has the best handwriting.
0: Mm-hmm. Dwight also points out that this is a dodecahedron Ooh, because he remembers the shape names of shapes. Plus, dodecahedron's an easy one to remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. You know, should I just look it up? Sure. What is a twenty-sided die called? I mean, we've mentioned it so many times.
1: It's it's the the main MacGuffin for this movie, so we probably should get it right at some point. I just keep calling it the meta particle. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Ben googles that corner. Whoa, I brought that's a whole like freaking dissertation on. Naming polyhedrals. Welcome,
1: welcome to my TED
0: talk on dice shapes. Granted, I'd probably
1: be intrigued by that one.
0: I mean I'd say like super boring, but I've watched the one on flags uh with Roman yeah. Mars like twenty billion times. The flags one's
1: very good, and I'm sure we're gonna link to it in our post.
0: <laughs> oh, we've I've gone on at length about that one on this podcast before. For sure,
1: but it never hurts to send a reminder link
0: to everybody. Uh, it's called an icosahedron, I-C-O-S-A-H-E-D-R-O-N. I think I said that right, icosahedron. That sounds great. Cool. Uh, That didn't really solve anything because I'm never going to remember how to say that. <laughs> no, that's fair. So yeah. I,
1: I, as soon as you started, I, I'm like, nope, uh, sounds good.
0: Metaparticle it is. The professor comes in and is like, oh, you guys are owl exterminators, huh? Well, then you won't have any problems exterminating this owl. And he holds out this very cute owl. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the sons is like approaching it with a big like (laughs) shears or like a a nutcracker. Kind of like a nutcracker, like what you'd
1: use to to crack open a crab or a lobster or something. Yeah. And he's just, he's very terrified to do it. He oh, does not want to kill this super, owl. Super, super terrified. Um, They fail to do so. And the owl kind of like terrorizes them a little bit by like trying to attack them. Um, In the confusion, the professor regains the crystal and admonishes them for being
0: so dumb, sending them back to mom. He also, because he's admonishing them one at a time. And I've been listening to a lot of Mabim Bam and the like lately. I was mm-hmm. just like envisioning. The McElroy brothers as the three sons of mom. And uh <laughs> sorry, thirty under thirty media luminary Griffin McElroy. Your uh the littlest brother in this case is uh <clears throat> maybe not uh great. <laughs> He's kinda dumb. Kind
1: of. Um the professor is raring to go uh with the uh the uh anti backwards crystal. Um, But they can't really top off the tank because Nibbler hasn't pooped, even though he ate an entire family of koalas. Mm -hmm. So they just leave without topping up or finding Nibbler.
0: Yeah, it's true. They don't even... No cursory look. Just
1: like, well, I guess we just got to go because
0: it's very important to get that anti-backwards crystal near the other MacGuffin. Right. So their whole plan is to just fly headfirst into Mom's highly guarded facility where killbots are shooting at them and shooting at each other because killbots are also not very smart as it no, turns out. They're they highly a, distractible.
1: They hear a thing and then they turn their entire bodies including
0: their guns to whatever just made a noise. They're also not very great at hearing because uh, like someone'll say something and they'll be like what what did you just say and then they'll turn and say yeah. They're not I, I mean they are firing machine guns. <laughs> That's true. I guess I shouldn't say they're not great at hearing. They're just in a very loud environment. They're very good at shooting and continuing to do so. It's all the other. It's the aiming part that they're not so great at. No, they're really not. Um, uh, I, I, We
1: do get a little brief moment at the Hal Institute where Bender is in in some kind of therapy where he's got rats and spiders crawling over him. The lights turning off and on repeatedly, a saw swinging dangerously close to him, and his mouth is taped over. The doctor comes in and removes the tape to reveal that he's chanting, Death to ogres! Death to ogres! The
0: doctor also calls this relaxation therapy.
1: <laughs> it's true. Uh, it, unfortunately, it's failed, because he has not broken out of the d and
0: uh, haze and schedules a robotomy with uh, Nurse Ratchet. And then puts Bender back into more relaxation because you know. I mean, he who needs doesn't it. love relaxation? Yeah, and I realize I skipped a little bit ahead because now we get sort of that uh, assault on Mom's base. Assault on the mine. Mom is as they are flying there, and this is this is starting up. Mom is really angry, and she's saying some stuff, and she has her two oldest sons go. I don't remember what her instructions are. um... But they're like, well, what about Ignor? And she's like, well, there's a terrible secret about him that I've been keeping secret this whole time um, and I've never told anybody. And then she tells them, but we don't get to hear what it is yet.
1: Yeah, we're we're kind of with Ignor outside of the room as he
0: sweeps mm-hmm. and kind of like tries to listen. The older two sons seem very shocked and then mm-hmm. Ignor makes a very shocked face as well. Mm-hmm. But we as the audience know nothing.
1: Right. Then a thrilling battle while the Planet Express
0: ship tries to come in.
1: It, it results in the Planet Ex- Ex- the Planet Express ship crash landing into the snow.
0: And then at that point, we find out that uh, the professor was actually remote controlling it. They were never actually in the ship. And uh, so with the fact that mom thinks that the crew was just destroyed, mm-hmm. they sneak in through some piping hot fan vents something yep and uh chops frying the butt a little bit a little bit just a little bit they they continue to infiltrate the mine including
1: leela karate kicking an elevator robot
0: yeah that i i had hmm that elevator robot was questionable well, i felt it was a little bit racist just i know it was a very oh i mean i didn't
1: i was mostly paying attention to leela kicking the crap out of it
0: well, I mean, okay, so, you know, historically, uh, m- years and years and sure. years ago, yes. uh, the the elevator operator would have been black, and I felt sure. they leaned into that a little bit hard on this robot. Fair enough. In maybe not pleasant ways. Fair enough. I, you know, that's, that's a good catch. I just kind of glossed right on by. Uh, Leela also just glosses right on by because, yes, she kicks him in the face, and then they go down mm-hmm. to... Some level yeah. uh uh Leela is starting to enjoy
1: the the kind of the sensation of being shocked because she associates it with the
0: pleasure of beating people up, yeah, I mean that's not a association I really want to give Leela, but that's fine. it just makes her more powerful, uh-huh,
1: and i don't and and the there's only one person I would sick Leela on Jeremy
0: freaking Jeremy man,
1: especially after
0: he ruined my powerPoint. Your your I was gonna get a raise, a huge and, raise. Yeah. It was gonna be life changing. I worked
1: four months, and Jeremy ruined it in an instant. Jeremy,
0: oh my! <sighs> I don't even want to listen to that song right now.
1: It's just I'm so mad at Jeremy. My darling, you can't you can't fix this, Jeremy. I've hungered <laughs> for your touch. Well, you should have thought of that before you pulled out the USB, Jeremy.
0: So <laughs> So uh yeah they are uh back in in mom's lair. Uh Walt is sort of like, "Oh, yeah, we really got them." I mean, they didn't even make it past sector 1. And then all of a sudden the alarms go off and say intruders in sector 15. Uh mom orders all kill bots to sector 15 and the uh
1: the crew run from them uh until they get to to and through a door uh,
0: that leads to the heart of the mine. I do like that. Fry points out there are so many killbots behind us that I can't count them all. Three, I think. That's a lot of killbots, though. I mean, yeah, it's and frankly, uh, just because they have a tendency to kill each other, I think one killbot is more efficient than three.
1: Most likely, yes. Especially if they try to communicate in any way.
0: But with that said, one killbot is too many to have behind me. Yes, that is also true. I I want uh, a a negative amount of Killbots, please. You need to find some anti-Killbots. Yeah, anti-Killbots. Which turn out to just be Killbots, as it turns out. Dang
1: it. Dang it. Oh, man. This is the world that Jeremy didn't want.
0: Killbots are their own anti-McGuffin.
1: It it is actually true, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they they do get to the heart of the mine, and uh, it turns out that this mine is not so much... Uh, as Mom described it, pulling dark matter out of the bowels of the earth. And more, just a ton of niblonians, as far as the eye can see, mm-hmm. in cages, uh, just yeah. pooping into pipes. Yeah, she's not pulling it from the bowels of the earth. She's pulling it from the bowels of niblonians. Okay, I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it.
1: I, fa- I wanted to
0: make sure that that was explicit. Okay, well, you nailed it. Sure did.
1: Nibbler has also been taken... And placed in a cage. And as he drops a stinker, we get a
0: to be continued. And that means that it is time for... Graves. So I, I
1: last week it was a really strong episode and I don't think that this really falls off in any, any particular way. It's still, you know, I, I'm going to continue to harp on it. It still feels weird that it's the second part of a four thing, uh-huh. but I do think the cliffhanger is very good, um, especially since now we we have a lot of the stakes. I'm still kind of confused because I I know that there's a section coming up, and I I guess it's the entirety of next episode. <laughs> so I'm very confused on how that gets tied in because it's been a while. Um, but I enjoyed this episode. It was funny. It was breezy. It was quick. Like it felt like there was a lot of things going on, a lot of jokes. Um, I really, I really like the the owl exterminator bit because it was, <laughs> it was quite good as a, a homage to uh, to the three Stooges, and
0: I, I just had a really good time watching it. Um, so I'm probably going to give it a, a B. Yeah, I agree with uh, pretty much everything you said. I don't remember exactly what I I gave uh, last week's episode. Um, I do think as sort of the second part. It does sort of suffer that all the other second parts have where it's like it's a continuation of the intro to conflict we got last time without any of the resolution. Mm-hmm. So it does. I will take off just a little bit for that. Sure. But I would say it's also a a pretty solid B. Um, you know, I had a I had a fun time watching it. Um, there were a lot of good jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, the tea prof- with Titans. Tea with Titans was great. The professor uh, working for mom for the third time after the other two times <laughs> that he quit because he found out she was evil. Mm-hmm. You know. It, I wonder uh, how
1: much she pays. It must be <laughs> enough.
0: Well, I mean, he was in it for the romance. Oh, that's true. And, um, you know, the, the random dig at Deepak Chopra <laughs> was, a, it was a good deep cut. You know, there's, there was a lot to love about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give, like I said, I'm going to give it a B. I think that's unfortunately probably about as high as I could give the second part to any of the movies and like, you know, just because of, of the limitations of that format. Uh, but with all that said, it was a fun episode. I really liked it. Yeah. Cool. I think we, we agree on this, but we'd love to hear what you think. Yeah. Uh, we always want to know what, uh, you, you think about this episode about, other futurama episodes what you think about jeremy yeah let us know what uh jeremy let us let us know what jeremy has ruined for you by trying to be (laughs) romantic and like i mean his heart is in the right place but really jeremy whether it's it's pottery or powerpoint presentations or um something else that starts with a p let us know what you think about I don't even remember any of the other jokes we what, gave. <laughs> was, jo-
1: jokes so much is, about Jeremy. <laughs> jokes, jokes is uh, generous. I will say. Uh, t- tell us what you think about Hot Dusty.
0: I'm pretty sure I cut that part Dang. out by now.
1: Dang it, all of it.
0: Okay, we went on a whole thing. <laughs> We often do. Um, uh, just
1: if, if you remember something out of this episode that we don't, yeah, tell us about it. Remind us, like, hey, you did this, you 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 dinguses. There,
0: yeah, there are plenty of ways to let us know. Uh, you can email us at futurama podcast at gmail dot com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook dot com slash backtofuturama. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify twice. So yeah, so about that, <laughs> we we changed. Uh, we changed to a new uh, podcast host, and um, long story short, uh, we are now listed on Spotify twice. Um, I have I have emailed our old host to try to get us removed, uh, but Spotify keeps saying that it is not their thing to do, and our old host says it definitely is. So, uh, we are on Spotify twice, and and
1: will be for the un- foreseeable future until the detente is called.
0: You know, listen to one of them or both. Why both not of, I yeah. mean, it's the same. It's the exact same episode on both well, feeds. You
1: you listen to it once just to understand it, and you listen to it again for the deep cuts. You you get the Jeremy's the first time, but it's the the things that we didn't say the second time. That's what you really get.
0: The things we didn't say is probably a much better episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fair either
1: way regardless of which spotify you are uh you you choose uh review us rate us subscribe and send to your friends and we can all, we can all reminisce about what Jeremy has ruined for us
0: yeah and if if in doubt um the link to spotify has been updated on our website back to the so if you're ever confused about which spotify feed is the one that should hopefully stay around and be properly updated that's the one excellent um and we do apologize to any spotify listeners uh who have been inconvenienced by their duplicate feeds
1: <laughs> it's weird how technology does this sometimes uh we are also on pod now um that's a place if you are not an apple subscriber to rate r- rate and review us
0: yeah so i don't go there and do I'm that i'm not 100 percent sure exactly they tweeted about us today and I, I, you can review us there yeah apparently. i went i
1: went to the site and it says there's no reviews for this and i was like oh you can review on this review
0: site. us on all the
1: things yes if you find us review us there if you haven't found us request that you review us there say hey amazon i need to review this podcast on your your cat food list
0: just Do leave it. just leave good reviews for our podcast on random products on amazon Ooh, that's good um and if anybody gives you crap about it, say you were trying to give an honest review, and then Jeremy started Ugh, typing Jeremy. On, on your hands. Well, I mean, think of it. You're, you're writing your
1: review for the cat food that's important, <laughs> and you're like, you know, this cat food is so great. I was listening to my favorite podcast, Back to the Futurama, while I was pouring some Available good- on
0: iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, Spotify twice. twice.
1: And, and And my cat was just so happy to eat the food and listen to the <laughs> podcast. It was wonderful. It was a good time for all that that's a review you have for free now
0: you could just use those words yeah there you go um okay uh we should probably end yeah this, this is done we, this was done a while ago take it out of the oven it's done <laughs> i think um, we burnt it a little bit uh we'll be back next week with bender's game part three hopefully a whole lot less about jeremy and his ghosty hands doing but you ghosty never know things you never know you never know think about what he might ruin until next week i'm ben and i'm mike goodbye Goodbye from from the world world of of tomorrow.
1: tomorrow and i'm jeremy